Hello, and welcome to this episode of an Ingenious You Mini. With me today is James Quinn, Managing Director of Case Study Company. James is presenting our next Leading Edge Thinking in Higher Ed webinar on June 16th, which will be at 12 o'clock noon Eastern time. The focus for his webinar is something that he has considerable expertise with and is something just about everyone is talking about these days, strategic partnerships, alliances, and acquisitions. How do leaders decide? James, we are so looking forward to your webinar. And today I wanna to welcome you to the Ingenious U community. Thanks very much for having me. Looking forward to it. So let's start by having you tell us something about your background and how you got started with case study consulting. Sure. Um, so, you know, I've always been interested in management across all sectors of the economy. Um, when I received my MBA in the late 90s at Yale School of Management, um, the emphasis there was on integrating practices across public, private and nonprofit sectors. Uh, so the idea that each sector has something to teach and also to learn from other sectors has always interested me. Um, before founding Case Study Company in 2009, I served as a senior analyst with Boston-based higher education research and consulting firm EduVentures. Uh, and there we worked with leaders from hundreds of US colleges and universities in a research uh, collaborative. Um, I'd also say I had a chance to serve as a case study researcher and writer with Harvard Business School for six years. This was a formative experience for my consulting life. Uh, and I'll mention I did work on an acquisitions and alliances course development over the course of two or three years while I was there. Um, but it became clear to me during my time at HBS that the case method could be used quite effectively as a consulting model uh, for organizations across all sectors of the economy. Well, and this is where I think your approach and your work is really quite novel, um, because typically we do think about the case study method as a teaching method, particularly as, as associated with MBA and management programs. And yet, as you have said, you're using the case study approach as a very important tool for institutional decision making. So can you say a little bit more about how this works and why you have found it to be such a valuable approach? Yeah, when I was at HBS, we worked on an interesting case looking at the social enterprise program at Timberland. Uh, and the question then was how Timberland could create both commercial and social value in an integrated way. Um, and towards the end of that particular project, the sponsor at Timberland said to us, you know, now that we've created this rich case study for Timberland, people inside the company are reading it, they're discussing it, they're debating the best model for the company to use going forward. Um, so she actually asked if we could meet with her team, either formally or informally, to facilitate case discussion, uh, perhaps make suggestions on how Timberland could meet its challenge. So really at that point, it occurred to me that the case method is a natural vehicle for a collaborative consulting model. And um, you know, so many consulting firms say they wanna work collaboratively with their clients, but it begs the question, what mechanism are they using uh, to ensure collaboration? Um, I, you know, I see the case method as valuable for organizations that wanna participate actively in the decision-making process. Uh, it tends to be a good fit in higher ed where shared governance is in play. Um, and I'd say the case method provides at least three important advantages to institutional decision-making. Um, first, there's an education component to a case, right? So a working group will read the case study, which is often 12 or 15 pages plus exhibits prior to discussing the, case, the issue. Um, so everyone really has a shared understanding 
of the current situation and the alternatives for moving forward. Um, we've worked, for instance, with higher ed boards of trustees who find great value in being able to learn everything they need to know to both discuss and solve the challenge just in a single shared document. So that education piece is important. Um, second, the approach is evidence-based, okay, which is also tends to be a good fit in higher education. Cases provide both qualitative and quantitative data needed to make whatever strategic decision it is you're facing. Um, so by providing all the available data in a single document, the case in effect, you know, does the organization's homework for it. <laughs> uh, and it's why folks at Timberland were so eager to discuss and solve their challenge. They essentially had all the data they needed in front of them to begin analyzing and, and solving it. Um, finally, I just say that the case method helps prepare organizations for change. Um, this is a big piece of, of, you know, making these decisions work and stick. Uh, case method. Uh, process unfolds over a period of months. And during that time, there's an opportunity for either just a discrete team or many people within the organization to participate in the process. So people have a chance to provide their perspectives during case interviews, during discussion, during the recommendation phase. Uh, and in the end, the case itself or sections of it help communicate the organization's rationale for change as appropriate. Um, we worked with an institution not long ago, uh, Melissa, uh, that originally had what you might call as a go it alone strategy, right? The leaders were not accustomed to working with external partners, but over the course of six or nine months, these leaders came to appreciate the educational and economic value that could be achieved by working with outside partners. And folks were ready to make uh, take the organizational steps to make that change. That's really, really helpful. So, and just to clarify, the the focus of the case study is an issue that the leadership of the institution, for example, identifies. Correct, and then the that, case study is written and developed with that issue at the center. Is that that is that, that is correct? Each case project and consulting project we do is a unique case built for that organization. And it starts with, as you say, defining the key questions that they're looking at uh, right up front. Uh, and also actually defining those questions is an important part of it. You know, often you'll get to an organization, those questions are a little bit diffuse or people have even differences of opinion or what, what the important questions are. So we start by trying to define those questions, but the case itself is unique to the organization, highly customized, uh, and it falls out of those questions. Good, okay, well, thank you. That's helpful, helpful clarity. Your upcoming webinar is entitled Strategic Partnerships, Alliances and Acquisitions, How Do Leaders Decide? So why, why is this an important topic for higher ed leaders, especially now? Yeah, you know, in mature, highly competitive industries, leaders often do reach a point at which they've exhausted most of the steps they can take on their own. Um, and this is the case not only in higher education, but also in a range of private sector industries where leaders have embraced a range of partnership strategies to advance mission and strategy, uh, advance their mission. Um, we believe all higher ed institutions should be actively developing a partnership strategy. Um, it's equally true for, say, a large institution that's thriving as it would be for a, a small institution that might happen to be struggling. Um, so consideration should be given to how an institution's partnership portfolio can be expanded to advance the institutional mission. Uh, of course, the primacy of education and research objectives must be adhered to throughout the work. 
Um, but the range of strategic partnerships in play right now in higher ed is, is actually phenomenal. <laughs> and we'll take a look at some of those uh, in the webinar. Well, and that's a great segue to my last question, which is, can you give us a high level sense about what we will learn at your webinar without giving it all away? Uh, yes. You mentioned maybe the top two or three takeaways that uh, participants can expect to, to get. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say there are, you know, three three areas of learning are intended from the rem, uh, webinar. Um, first, participants will definitely get a, a real world sense of what other institutions are doing in collaboration with other organizations. Um, and these partnerships are used to advance the objectives of many functional areas across the institution, from academic affairs, student affairs, diversity, equity and inclusion, administrative services, and so on. So I'm hoping to provide as a case researcher, a variety of mini cases on what other institutions are doing. The audience will be familiar with some, others will be new to them, but you'll get a sense of the range of, of these partnerships. Um, second, I think it kind of grows out of that is I, I'm just hopeful that folks will see uh, the possibilities for innovation in their own organizations. Uh, sometimes these partnerships really do touch on new business models or refinement of their business model. So it'll be a chance to really innovate. You can see what's happening in the field. You may not want to do it one for one in your own institution, but it might remind you of, of a step that you might take, or sometimes you might want to imitate a practice you're seeing. Um, and so finally, uh, as we've touched on with the case method, I think folks will get a sense of how the case method can be used, this time-tested approach can be used to advance decision-making inside their organizations. James, thank you so much for being with us today. We are really looking forward to your webinar. It could not be more timely. Again, for our listeners, the webinar is a free uh, opportunity. It is scheduled for June 16th, 12 o'clock noon until one o'clock Eastern time. The registration link can be found in the show notes for this episode along with James's bio. So that's all for now. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy and be well. Mm -hmm.